Hello everyone, this is Nick here, and welcome to the third episode of the Ninja Nick Studios podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be covering the first movie. We're doing our first movie review on the whole channel, and funny enough, it's our first movie review on this on this podcast, but it's of the final film in a series in the form of the film that came out just like last Saturday or last Friday, The Forever Purge, the fifth and final Purge film in the series. So, um, before I get into this video, if you have not seen this movie and you want to see this movie, there are going. I'm going to be spoiling pretty much everything, so if you want to see this movie, turn off the podcast now and watch it for after you've seen the, the, the movie. Because whenever I re- review a movie, I have to review the beginning, the middle, the end, I point out things in each, and because of that, spoilers in everything. Okay. For now, those who either don't want to see the movie or already have, watch the rest of this. The Forever, the Forever Purge is, well, the Purge series in general is an interesting series because it's action, horror, thriller elements all combined into one. And it's like, I don't think it's anyone's favorite, like, horror series ever, which is totally understandable. It's definitely not mine. Uh, but... Yeah, there, there's its fans that, that like what it shows, and it's very politically heavy-handed. It's usually never – it's never really that subtle about the politics stuff, and I'm not going to get into, you know, my side of politics or whether I think it's too harsh on the politics or too right or – I judge a movie based on how good the film is, and the politics is just a side thing. Um, so – the, the film starts off with these two people who are Im, who are immigrants from Mexico. Their names are Juan and Adela, who go through this one tunnel in that goes from Mexico to um, to America. And in case you wonder, like, what year this is, I don't even know. This is probably at least a couple few years after the purge election year. Which, when I get to reviewing the other ones, because I haven't seen the other ones, by the way. But I know most of what happens in those other four, so I could give kind of a basis on those. But, I'll, but when I actually uh, watch the, those films, I'll be able to give reviews on them. Anyways, so the immigrants, uh, Juan and Adela, they cross over from Mexico into America, and then it, and then that's the intro sequence. The uh, ten, 10 months later, it's one day before the annual purge. Um, and... And then, so, we find out that Adela works at a kitchen at a certain restaurant, and we find out that Juan works at a ranch with a white guy that, because of um, how he's, his character's built, you think he's racist, and you think he's, like, a big advocate of the Purge, um, which we find, which we find, this is one of the reasons I, I want to avoid spoilers, which we find out later, he is one of the, the people who is helping the heroes out, and he's not an advocate of the purge, but he also doesn't hate the purge. He just thinks it's a thing that exists. And then now his his wife hates the purge because people should hate the purge. Um, anyway, but the the two people, the two stories we're following, we're following the white family and we're following the Mexican uh, family in the form of Juan and Adela. And I do not remember the, the white people's names. There's like there's the main per- they're the main person. The main white guy, his wife, uh, the wife's sister, um, his father, I'm pretty sure. And then, 
I don't remember the names of them. As, as you can tell, I'm totally winging it. Um, so basically, what happens is Juan and Adela, they go to this sanctuary that's like at this, I think it's a school, actually. That's like meant for whenever the purge happens and for the 12 hours that the purge happens. Nothing, the armed guards surround the place. If anybody wants to attack them, they're just going to get gunned down and all. And they're going to, you know, they're, they're just going to, is the armed guard that they just protect the place pretty much. And the white family locks down the house because they're the rich people. They're the, uh, which is once again, nothing that makes you think he's a big purge advocate and wants to purge and purify, blah, 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 stuff like that, you know. Um, they locked on the house, so they're not attacked by any, like, burgers and all, so. And, so, uh, the sanction, so, two major things happened that kind of set the plot in motion of what happens for the rest of the film. Because, uh, once again, spoiler alert, the film focuses on the 12-hour annual purge, which is what every other film made, like, 60 minutes, they put it into, like, 20 minutes. And there's, and obviously, because of the title, there's a reason for that. Um, but the armed... Uh, Adela is on the roof with a, whole, with, with a couple, whole bunch of the armed guards. And there are these three trucks that have, like, uh, the, pur- the purge purification, I'm pretty sure is what it says on them. And... They're talking about like, oh, we're the true patriots of America. We're going to make it the way it was supposed to be, and we're going to get rid of all the. And they're they're pretty much like white supremacists. They're very racist. They want to have whites be basically the only the only people left, which or make it a pure nation, like how the purge was always set out to be, pretty much. Um, but and then and. We and obviously I'm I'm looking at this and I'm thinking oh they're gonna attack the sanctuary and we're gonna get an action scene already no the like the armed guards are aiming at them and but no one shoots and we find out that they're like they're like torturing people in there no one shoots it's the per because it's the purge they're allowed to do what they want all crimes legal blah 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 um no one shoots they just pass by and everything's fine and we find out later that and then we go back to the the white people and there's a person who basically got inside this, because this rich people, the, the, the white person's house is like a, it's huge. There's a house, a garage, and a stable with all the horses. It's also the ranch where the, where the, uh, where Juan works at. Um, anyways, but, uh, there's a guy who like gets in the stables and just stays there all night. He, he, and, and the, the, the main white guy is going to go to kill him because he doesn't want him to be, he doesn't want him there. And then his wife stops him and then he just, and because of that, he's just there. Um, but we found out later that, that this guy is part of, um, this, that pure, that purge purification thing, which he, here's the, here's the thing, uh, that, that happens is that. The purge sirens go off, purge is over, yay! But you realize, oh wait, there's like 60 minutes left of this movie. What happens? Well, read the title, idiots. Because Rosa steps outside of the, uh... Of... What's... Of the the diner she works in, the kitchen. And she gets harassed by these two people in, like, these... These bunny outfits? Aren't they, like, bunny outfits? And... She, okay, no, no. There's, a, there's like, a 
goat trapped in a cage and she goes to help it and then she gets like pulled up and into this thing that this guy has like a trap that activates that like it's so hard to explain what it is without you actually watching the movie um but it has like a pokey thing or something um and she's just like she's gasping for air because she's really scared she's like the purge is over and one of the dudes in the bunch is like no 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 this is the forever purge and stuff like that and at the same time the the main white guy goes out and it's one of his co-workers who actually worked on the ranch who's hiding out in the in the barn in the stable and who he comes out with like 50 other he's like five other guys and with all shotguns and revolvers and and all and then and then that and then their whole family gets tied up and he and and basically the, the old guy is like struggling to say something and he just and he delivers this whole monologue about like rich people and feeling powerless they're the the bad guy delivers about monologue about feeling being rich or how it's like to feel penniless and powerless without money and crap and then the the old guy is talking about how scum like you and crap like that I don't remember what the whole monologue is about and he goes. And he goes, so in the words of America, go F yourself. And he gets shot in the head. And then because Juan and uh, one of his buddies came, uh, was driving and he's like, what's what's going on out here? They they, they, they come up to the, the rich people's house and they, they see all this happening. And after the guy gets uh, – the, the patriarchs get like domed in the head. And that's a bad – just because it's shot in the head. Um, basically, they, like they – they just start attacking, and they kill pretty much everyone there. Uh, none of the other main characters get hurt for now. Um, but one of the people who was uh, helping, uh, but there was a person who came up and, and helped uh, Adela with the with the two bunny guys. And the police see uh, two people beating up on people in bunny suits. So obviously they're going to – so they get arrested, and – and all, and, and like the purge is over. What are you doing? And then we start hearing on the radio about the cases of people like they're continuously per like people. Uh, and we go, we, we hear in the police van. They're like, we have three more cases of people getting shot on because of people wearing purge masks. And and after that, you're kind of starting to realize what this whole movie and all of this is going to be about. Um, but. Yeah, so pretty much, if you if you couldn't pick up on it, basically there's a whole bunch of outlaws all across the United States that are part part of this pur- purge purification thing. Like it's been a thing; it's been out for like a, it's been a thing for like years, and they're trying to keep the purge going forever. And like everyone's out, they're safe in their homes. Oh, but the but the ever after purgers, as what they're as what they're called, just. Or like, no, this is going on forever. It's not stopping. We're not stopping. I don't care what you say. We're, we're purging forever. And yeah. Uh, so the the two groups meet up. And if you're wondering how the two groups, uh, which is Adela and her the her black son, and a, a black guy she was work, the, the, that helped knock out the, the two dudes in the bunny suits. Um, Juan and the the white the white family Juan and one and Juan's buddy. Will hop in this like blue truck and they're dri- and they're driving along and they're going to the middle of the road and they bust open the police van to find Adela and the black dude and and a, a, the black dude's basically just left behind the whole movie. It's not Dante Bishop because he died in election year, which by the way is the stranger from the first one slash Dwayne Bishop in Anarchy. I think is what his name was. If it's Dante Bishop in election year, he's the stranger in the first Purge film, not the first Purge, the original Purge film. 
That's such a stupid name choice. And he's, I think, Dwayne Bishop in the Purge Anarchy. It's a different guy. Um, so, pretty much, uh, the, the, so Adela now gets in the truck along with them, and you find, and basic, and because, uh, we find out later that she and Juan were, like, people who were fighting, or were trying to fight to get to the border to kind of illegally cross over into America, but not really, um, so that's how they knew all their gun knowledge and everything, um, And actually, there's this there's a scene I have to mention. That's it was kind of a it was kind of unnerving, honestly. It was this guy who who is put in the in the back of the the police van, alongside the black guy and Adela and this one woman who was talking about like this is the real purge and just being crazy as crap. Um, is is that this guy who he has like a Nazi you know, like a swastika? on is uh, on he's t- tattooed on like one of his arms because there are already neo-nazis in the series in election year so that wasn't like a thing that this that it was uh going to just subside from um but uh yeah and so he's talking about like all the gun sounds and i recognize like every gun sound like that's an ak-47 and all, all this, like, uh, he's doing, he does that for, like, AK-47, uh, AR, or M-15, I think, or maybe he's, like, an, an I don't know, he, it, Double Barrel Shotgun was, what was, an AK-47 was the ones that stood out to me, that he did it for a whole bunch, too, um, that, that, that was kind of an unnerving scene, because, like, you're just thinking about how crazy this guy was, and then, yeah, um, anyways, so, back to when they're in the, the, the blue van, is they they go to this one gas station and they find a and they find a whole bunch of supplies and a radio that is telling them that Canada and Mexico are opening borders for American refugees because of um you know the 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 outlaws and the per the ever after purgers just terrorizing all of America so Canada and Mexico open the borders. So that American refugees could go in for six hours. And if you're not in by six hours, well, you're crapped. Um, so, obviously, they they head there. Um, but but they take along one of the Ever After flags with them. Which this becomes... Because there's a whole bunch of people... At, they see, like, one of those, like, road signs that's, like, caution ahead, work ahead, uh, work zone ahead or something like that. But then it says it's just Ever After because it's the name of the, the purgers and all. And so they go they go there. Or they they drive past there, and then the motorcycles start chasing them, and so the one people in the van gets the bright idea to go, hey, let's act like we're one of them, and they put up the ever after flag, and the motorcycles like they're one of us, go go go, and then they like turn off left and they go to El Paso, Texas, because this whole movie takes place in Texas, by the way, and they go to El Paso, Texas, which is like really close to the border, and and. This part of the film where they're in El Paso, Texas is I in my opinion the best the, the best part of the film because it really shows how something like the purge how scary it actually can be that a that a couple people could take it or in this case like a whole group of people can take it too far and it even shows that the military is getting overrun and overdone by the ever after purgers because like they've built up so many things 
Like they like they have rocket launchers, like machine guns. It's it's kind of ridiculous what the uh, what the ever after Persians have, and but it but it honestly makes them a, more terrifying than uh, neo Nazis or NFFA people just trying to make make it so that people were are participating and all, and because of that, because of this this thing of the whole oh the NFFA realized oh this actually really sucks we have to stop this but they're getting torn apart by their own creation and this part in El Paso, Texas is the best part of the movie because it's the perfect representation of showing, oh, wow, America is really in a bad spot in this film. Not not like in real life, but in this film, America is in such a poor spot and people have just been blind to everything. Everyone's just now seeing, oh, crap, yeah, this is all terrible. Um, which uh, Purge, like, protesters have been around ever since before the Staten Island experiment, which was in the fourth film, which is called The First Purge, but the first Purge film is just called The Purge. It, it's so weird. Um, but in El Paso, Texas, there's this tank, uh, there's, there's the NFFA military people, and they're trying to hide from them, and also the the, pur- the Ever After Purgers who are just, like, hiding. And the, the tank shoots this one theater, somehow doesn't kill anybody, and separates Adela and the pregnant the pregnant woman who's the uh the wife of the main white guy and the rest of the group and rest of the group comes across these ever after purgers like the commander of them his like girl partner who they call mother and this is like the only part of the El Paso that is a thing I can, the only part of the El Paso Texas thing I could just forget about because the person who's named mother she just starts swearing up a storm at these people. And, like, I understand that people, whenever, like, criminals and all, that they swear. And I know that this is an R-rated film. But there's, like, an F-word every .5 seconds. It's like it's like modern rap nowadays. So there's a, a frickin' F-word every .5 seconds. I know I said frickin', but that, 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 that's not as bad as the actual F-word. But, anyway, um... There's an F word every 0.5 seconds that was, and she's just swearing up a storm and all. And even the the commander is like, okay, chill. And she's not she's not listening to him at all um, until like the very end. And then she shoots the person who was Juan's pal in the gut. Immediately t- kills him for some reason, which I'm like, that wasn't even near the heart. So this guy is really weak sauce. Um, but anyway. Uh, NFFA people come behind and is like, this is the police, stand down, and they get into this big shootout, kills everybody that the commander was with, including that mother person, but, and then he takes, like, a gunshot of the neck, somehow survives unscathed, even though it's, like, a gunshot of the neck by one of the, uh, people in Juan and the main white guy's group, uh, the, they, they all meet up back together at this one, like, sanctuary place, uh, that people were, that people were going to and heading towards, um, and then they hear on the radio that the Ever After Purgers have basically been beating the NFFA so bad in El Paso, Texas, that the military is just removing all their, all their forces from, from El Paso. And the military is going out of El Paso. Ever After Purgers won the, won the area, which honestly, it makes me really want a, 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 a video game based after the Ever After, uh, the Forever Purge. I would love to play as like an F- an NFF an NFFA soldier, 
but against like these ever after purgers, and have and have it be some similar to like the division two, or and uh, Tom Clancy's the division and the division two where they're just like where if you've seen the division two, it, it's very similar. No, I don't know if it's similar or not, but I know that it that there's a, but you have gameplay very similar to the division two and very similar style, but you take what takes place during the the forever purge. And you like claim certain cities, or this area is under attack. We need to defend it from this, and I think that would be like a really cool video game. Anyways, um, so they get out of this this sanctuary area that they were in in El Paso, and they go to, and, and they get in this truck, and the truck's basically like a couple feet from the wall, which is you know you know what the wall is, um. If you've played any attention to local news in the past like five years, um, and they go to this area that is going to get them across from U.S. to Mexico, but then they see that there's a whole brigade, there's a couple motorcycles and a whole brigade of ever after purgers after them. So, the the pregnant woman, uh, the the pregnant wife, the wife's sister, and a whole bunch of other other people are are escorted up this cliff in this cool like. It's kind of like one of those uh, those slides, uh, the alpine race slides, but you go up instead of down, kind of. Um, uh, the the sister takes a shotgun, and we basically don't hear from that side of the story. We see that the side of the story that has main white guy Juan Adela and a, and this this tribal leader, which because that area is called the tribal grounds and all. But every uh, the the whole bunch of the of the ever after purgers are there. And they basically just they they go. There's a big shootout. There's a whole bunch of fighting that happens. They hide in the house. Now there is a part about this 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 air this part of the film, the third act, pretty much, really fun and is really good. The, my only issue is that there's a part where they're just hiding behind an RV, and they magically disappear to the power of film editing. Which if you've seen Hellfest, it's kind of like what they did there, and I really hate hate that because it because like they should have been dead for sure. Um, but they, they go to this, this one like raggedy house and they just, and they, and they hide there. There's a whole bunch of fighting. Um, there's, there's a, there's a fight scene where it's a guy on a motorcycle who's trying to kill two people on foot. He uh, obviously ends up dying later. Um, but, and then the final showdown happens, which is, which is this, which the, the main commander dude that we saw in El Paso grabs Adela and is and is like speak English, speak English while holding like a like a while, while she keeps screaming in Spanish. She's like speak English, speak English, and he's just holding a he's holding a a a, a, a throat or a throat a knife to her throat a throat to her knife. Anyways, um, and then the earlier in the when the when this this fight scene started, um. The, the main white guy and Juan, they, they grab lassos. And so Juan throws it and he gets, and it gets his neck and the main white guy throws it and it gets his gun. He just pulls it away. He just, he just starts choking him. He gets him on the ground. Everyone's all around him. And, and he, and he, I love, I love this. He grabs like a, uh, his pistol, which he killed a guy. And if he had it, it, somehow magically, he had spare ammo for the pistol, the exact pistol he was holding, which like, that's insane luck. Um, but he go. He goes to the to the the commander guy, and he and he pulls out like the best action one liner I've ever heard in any of the Purge films. And he 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 pull, he uh, puts it up to his head, and he goes, "Does this translate well?" And says something I don't know what it means, and then just absolutely destroys his head. 
and then uh, it's happy ending. They everyone's reunited. The the sister uh, the wife gives birth to a, a daughter to a girl, and uh, yeah. And then we get a thing of the film of going at the end of the film. It's like Americans are now grouping together and rising up against these ever after purgers, and the NFFA is being torn by their own creation. But the Americans are rising up, and then that's the cliffhanger we're left on. Um. So yeah. This film is not for everyone. As a person who loves action films, though, e- even though The Purge is a horror series, like, the like the very basis behind it is horror, there's action elements to, to every Purge film. This one definitely has a whole bunch of action elements to it, and and in my opinion, shows the real horrors, the, the horrors of what really could happen during The Purge if it went too far. And, in th- and because of that, I honestly think it succeeds better as a Purge film than any of the other one. Because the characters are not annoying. The, the twist of the rich guy actually being someone you want to root for and not a person who's just like an advocate of the Purge. Oh yeah, Purge, let's go. Um, who actually is kind of against it and who's helping the people who basically are the lower class is actually really interesting and something you really don't see that often. Um, especially because in the Purge films, it's always rich versus poor, and the poor always win when the rich lose, but it's both of them teaming up together against the outlaws, pretty much. Uh, so, this film is fun. I think it's good. It's good enough to warrant a watch, even in theaters, on demand, anywhere. I'd see it in theaters, because honestly, go to a movie theater, it's really nice, um, but, yeah, I kind of breezed through that, didn't I? It's not a very long film, as I'm beginning to notice. It, it was, like, an hour 30, and you can you can uh, sum up an hour 30 film in, le- like, less than 20 minutes. Like, I think I, I – what time am I at? Like, 30? I'm at 26. Okay, so I'm going to end this off here. In summary, the, the Forever Purge does not re- rely on political messages – or horrific jump scares to be an effective purge film. It re- it answers the question of what if the purge went too far and delivers pretty much what the other film should have had of the purge going too far, the NFFA finally suffering for what they have for what they brought upon America and how much of an issue this really could be if it if it went on for a long period of time. And with, with stylistic choices, with some pretty good directing, characters I actually could care about, most of them. I never really felt any emotional ties, but there definitely were emotional ties after people would die that you didn't expect to die. And some little, uh, some twists on how the rich people, the rich and the poor work together. This is a film that I definitely would recommend. Uh, Score-wise, I'd say 7 out of 10. It's a good, it's a good film. But not a but not an amazing film, but a good film is a good film, and that's the end of the day. It's a good film. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I'm not sure if the next one's gonna be or when it's gonna be out, but yeah. If you guys have any, if any of you have any listeners have any suggestions, uh, please leave them in the reviews or comments below of any suggestions of what I should do. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you all in the next episode.